This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Tracy Cousineau. Tracy is a real estate entrepreneur and business coach. She's the co-founder of the number one real estate team in the Atlanta metro area, ranked as the number 12 fastest growing company in Georgia by Inc. Magazine. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I look forward to it. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Um, by overcoming a lot of obstacles, I'll say that, um, I graduated high school, um, early just because school was something that I, um, at the time didn't know that I had ADHD and really had a hard time sitting in a class and, and trying to comprehend and then taking a test and failing because I didn't know how to, to move that around or what was going on. And of course they didn't back then either. So I became an entrepreneur at a very young age of 16, working three jobs at a time and realized um, I worked in property management for about 10 years that um, I wanted to, to be the, I wanted to be the CEO. I wanted to be the one um, creating the journey and um, creating lifestyles for other people. So I went into real estate um, right after property management, I kind of had a situation that happened at the apartment community that kind of led me into real estate was the next thing. Um, What I didn't realize is I used to always say that real estate was my niche, but I know it's my passion. It's the journey of helping people get to their goals and the excitement and where that takes them for their new memories. So it's, you know, I came out of the recession. I lost everything during the recession. So um, November, 2011, after literally losing everything, I had $186, single mom of three kids, and had to make some choices. Um, and so I haven't looked back since. It's just been a hustle mode since. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, 2008 recession was where I kind of made my career pivot in terms of just completely going a different direction and running with an opportunity. So it's definitely something, obviously, I relate to. And kind of how did you grow your business? Obviously, you started, did you start as a real estate agent and then kind of work your way up and decided to, you know, have a firm or how did you kind of go about that? Um, I got my license in uh, 1999 and, um, you know, started individual, then started a team and then 08 happened and lost everything. So I had a lot of subdivisions. I had a really large team at the time. Um Builders lost everything, so which just started spiraling down. Probably around 2009 is when it really hit me, and um, decided that once that November 2011 mindset changed. You know, during that recession, I was still helping people with short sales. I still had the passion to to serve and help others, um, but I just wasn't showing up like I should have been showing up. And you know, did a lot of mindset reset and did a lot of, um, coaching and mentoring, um, and just made a lot of changes that needed to happen in my life and got rid of, you know, friends and, you know, different, 
different paths and habits that I needed to be out of, um, to be who I, who I can be today, but it was, it was tough. Um, so we, when real estate started picking back up 2012 ish, um, we just outgrew the big box real estate companies and our core values and our culture and the things that we did. We just wanted, we had to be in our own element. So we opened up our brokerage in 2014. Oh, that's awesome. And then how is kind of the, the market now with everything going on? Obviously there are some, you know, uncertainty, but I don't know if it's a buyer seller's market or in terms of kind of the region you're in, how is it kind of looking in terms of the, um, the outlook? I think it's, um, we're on, we're on that edge that it could be both. It just depends on where you're at. Um, our business, just because again, it's getting to the goal of others and showing up in our community where we need to show up at and really making those pivoting changes as soon as being essential, being an essential business, we had to show up, you know, I'm not good with people losing their homes or not being able, um, you know, to be educated on what is going on. So, you know, as long as they're priced right and they're in a great location right now, it's a seller's market. Um, you know, being maybe out further outside of the, the suburbs, it's a little bit longer or the, the decrease you're starting to, to get. Um, the, definitely the days of a seller thinking that their home is worth one thing. It's, it's those tough conversations of, you know, I, we can't waste our time, you know, listing it. You need to be at the right price. So it's just, there's a lot of mindset and education stuff that you need to do. Our numbers are at 42% from last year. So we definitely are busy, busy. Yeah, that's awesome. My wife and I, my wife actually was down in Georgia for 10 uh, months before we got married. And eventually we may uh, end up down south somewhere. I'm currently in New Jersey. So I'm just, <laughs> yeah, so just looking at the market kind of houses are kind of selling up here too. So I don't even know like what's going on or trying to kind of predict what will happen next. So I was just kind of curious about that. Yeah. You know, we have these um, deferred payments that lenders were doing and that's now going to cause a problem for people to be able to finance on a new mortgage because they just said that they were in a hardship and couldn't pay those months. So I think we're going to start to see some stuff. And then, uh, you know, we have been, maybe in the last 30 um, to 90 days, really diving into those loan modification um, from 10 years ago that now they're due. So 2010 to 2013, they were doing a lot of loan modifications during those times. So those IOUs are due. Yeah, I, th I think uh, in terms of my mortgage, I got that letter that you can kind of you know defer for six months, but that was one of those things that we thought about not doing obviously like the car and stuff like that maybe mm -hmm. but when it hits it hits so you know i'm still paying the interest and obviously getting you know uh tax uh yep. implications in regards to that so yeah it's so, all learning it's all a learning experience right now oh yeah i agree so what motivates you to succeed? Obviously, those motivations may have changed, you know, over your life, but what currently motivates you to succeed? You know, just the end result. I, I'm a giver. So I love to help people get to their goals and just see that. And the more that I do it, the more I want to do more. Um, plus, I like to push myself to its limits. You know, when that elevator door shuts, there's another one that's about to open. So it's just, what else is out there? What else is out there? You know, I definitely don't don't want um, 
anybody to be, to be, um, at my funeral saying I sold a lot of houses. I want to be able to give back to other people and give back to the community. And so if I didn't show up the way that I, I, where I want to go, it, it, it would really stink. And that's just, I'm not good with that. Yeah, I agree. I think obviously not everybody, but I think it's important at least for myself to be a heart-led entrepreneur where it's, you know, you're caring about the people that work for you. You're caring about the community and looking to kind of help the people around you get their, get themselves up, obviously adds that much more value to what you do, whatever you do in your career. Yes, totally agree. You know, it, in the past, um, it was that, oh, I don't want to share anything. You know, you just, you lived off this mindset because everybody else did, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to show somebody how to do that because they're just going to go do it themselves. And you have, you know, as I've grown and become a better leader, it's like, no, I want to give you everything. I want to delegate everything because I want you to grow to the, to your maximum potential if you're interested. And again, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make the horse drink. So it just, you know, depending on where people are in their life and what, what their choices are. Yeah, I agree. I think it's adding value and then it's up to that person if they want to do something because I think anything is teachable even in 2020 where you have access to information. It wasn't like 20 years ago when you still may have had like Encyclopedia Britannica or you literally had to sit there and read a book. You literally, yeah, you can literally Google something, take a course online, get a certification, study, learn anything. Information is easy. It's that drive and will to learn it. That's key. Absolutely. And then the more that you know, every day goes by, it's more experience that, that I have in this business. And, you know, the things that I learn that I can go and, and coach and, you know, try and save somebody 21 years of real estate and give it to them all up front to save them a lot of the heartache. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a lot of information out there. The, the home I'm currently in was the first home my wife and I purchased. So there's that kind of first time home homeowner information that if you don't have the right person, you can really get into some pitfalls and things yeah. of that nature. So even if you're selling your first home, buying a second home, rental, uh, there's so many implications in terms of law, state to state and different other things that you really need a professional on your side. You do. You need the expert helping you. I mean, I would, there's things that I wouldn't do. I wouldn't plumb my, plumb my house. You know, I'm going to let the plumber plummet because that's not, I don't know what I'm doing. So it's, it's, it's best to always have the expert. Yeah, I agree. So what's one thing you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? Oh, so I was an introvert. Um, I couldn't public speak. I would shape doing you know, if I had to speak more than five or six people, you know, I never went to school if there was a book report due. Um, you know, I grew up where you don't tell your story, you don't tell your story. So I just completely just shut down. And um, so I had to, I had to grow outside of that. But things had to happen through my life that made me a stronger person. And now there's typically it's, it's black and white. I'm going to speak how I'm thinking. And, and it's just made me a better leader. It's made, made me a better mom. It's made me a better friend. And, um, you know, tough conversations um, are constructive criticism. Yeah, I agree. And I think there's been several studies with people identified they're more afraid of public, public speaking and things than others over dying. So they'd rather die than do that. It's such a fear and anxiety. And I think everybody has that to a certain extent. It's what they do and how they kind of deal with it and kind of channel it to really show 
and add value to people because I think it's important for everybody to share their story regardless of what it is. Yes. Regardless if they think it's big or small, I think there's at least one person that can learn something and you may help, help that one person through something they're going through now or they can relate to something that you went through in the past. I agree. And that's why I pushed myself. You know, I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm not able to connect even if it's one person. One person needs to hear my story or that I can help. And if I can't get in front of people, then I'm not serving the way that I need to. So I did it. <laughs> and now I'm perfect. I'm great. Yeah. And I think it's important to show kind of different layers of who you are professionally and personally, because I think showing that core value system, who you are, what you've been through really also helps you to connect in terms of we're on a you know podcast interview right now. If you do any media, things of that nature, I always highly recommend to kind of be yourself and show other layers because then you can truly connect and attract the right clientele that basically have the same value system, usually obviously not uh, not taking other people just because of their values, but really connecting and uh, showing and showcasing who you are. Yes, I totally agree with that. I, there's, there's no, you don't want to show up somebody that you're not because people can see through that. Yep, I agree. I mean, a lot of people on uh, interviews really kind of fluff things up or, you know, tell really lengthy stories that may or may not be true. But I think with the internet age, it's really important to showcase and really share who you really are. Because if somebody does or goes online and searches for somebody na- somebody's name and fact checks, they can really find that information or that kind of oh, yeah. yep, yep. that timeline. And then you're, you're in more trouble than you are yep. in terms of salvaging that reputation online. Agree. So what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience, personal or professional? You know, for me, it's, it's every day we're given a new day and it's how you um, show up every day. It's like that, the, w- the way that you feel on Christmas morning. And if you woke up every day with that type of excitement, that type of giveness and, um, you know, don't stop and don't let other people um, not... Um, allow you to get where you want to go in life because they don't see your vision or they are maybe thinking that you might lose money doing it or time or you're going to fail because sometimes we do need to fail to grow. And so, but a lot of times you can succeed where people thought you were going to fail. So you always just stay in your path and your journey because it's great to give advice, but you have to go with your head and your gut. And if you feel that that is what you want to do, you need to live your passion. Yeah, I agree. I actually just launched an episode a few uh, days ago and the person actually made a relevant statement. Everything that you go through is either a blessing or a lesson. So even if it's a negative thing or a failure, you take something from that, learn from it, making make it something productive and take it and channel it to something, you know, in the future in terms of what you're going to deal with. Because everybody deals with loss, different things in their personal and professional life. But taking that and really really utilizing it and harnessing it because obviously you can just give up, get depressed, kind of quit on your goals and what you're trying to accomplish. Or you can kind of step back and think about it where, you know, my loved ones and and people around me would want me to succeed and really push myself and show them and everybody else that came before me that got me here and helped me who I can really truly become. Oh yeah. No, I went through during that great recession, a really hard time, really black zone area And, um, I was, everything was happening to me and I was the victim and I had that negative mindset and it was horrible, but I learned 
so much from that time in my life that when I started, when I surrendered to it and said, you know what, what did I learn from all of that? What are the solutions? What were the opportunities? And how can I get past that and grow from it? And so once I stepped back to look at it all, it was like, wow, I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm glad all that crap happened to me. And because now I'm able to be a better person. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think all of those things and all those kind of scars you acquire throughout your or your life make you who you are, make you unique. And obviously, if you didn't go through those things, you may have not gotten as far as you are or obviously took the path that you're on currently. I agree. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Yes. So Facebook um, is Tracy Cousineau Connect. And that's cousin with an EAU at the end. And on Instagram, it's Tracy period Cousineau. Um, that's pretty much my main two. You can find me on LinkedIn, but typically I'll be on Instagram or Facebook. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.